everybody, Eric Doman here, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Series Podcast. This is episode 47 with Jordan Page. Jordan is a real estate agent and marketing professional down in Arizona. He's been featured on Fox News, CBS News, and Jet Set Magazine. I get to ask him a bunch of questions on marketing yourself on social media. He goes over not only tips and tricks for social media in the real estate world and interior design world, but really for any entrepreneur out there. I also talked to him about the difference between a personal social media account and business social media account and if he believes they should be combined. Definitely listen to that. It's very interesting. But before we enter that episode, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review this podcast on wherever you listen to this podcast. And now I hope you enjoy episode 47 with Jordan Page. Thank you so much, Jordan, for coming on to the Pro Series podcast. So excited to talk to you about... Um, your past. Um, one interesting thing that came up to me um, when I was finding you was just your Instagram account and how you market yourself as a real estate agent. And then also reading your Jet Set Magazine article, um, which was published back in April. So I would love for you to start and just introduce yourself um, to the audience. Sure thing. Yeah. Well, my name is Jordan Page. I live and I work in Scottsdale, Arizona. I, uh, I'm a real estate agent. I have a very small team centered around myself with a couple of admins and another agent underneath me. I'm at a boutique luxury brokerage here called America One. That was kind of a recent move, actually. And uh, I love what I do. I love marketing and sales. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm just here to, here to answer any questions that you might have. Absolutely. Is, do you think marketing is what sets you aside from the competition? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, have a, I have a background in it. Not, I mean, I got a degree in that through college, but funny, the funny thing about that was that this was, I graduated before social media even existed, right? Facebook was kind of just becoming really a thing. Instagram wasn't even on anyone's radar yet. So the principles that they taught, I mean, this is 12 years ago, the principles that they actually taught still apply, but the actual practical application has totally changed. And so I mean, just because someone has a degree, if they stop, if I stopped learning about marketing in college, I'd be a dinosaur right now. Yeah. Do you think the social media part has hurt or strengthened the marketing side of entrepreneurial like businesses? Both, both. So okay. it's lower, it's lower barrier of entry, right? The barrier of entry is almost zero to get yourself some massive exposure. Um, but you have to use it the right way. And you also have to almost overcome now a stigma of, everything on Instagram being fake or everything you read on the internet possibly not being true. So it becomes a little bit harder to build credibility because everyone's doing it. But if you can do that, then you can reach so many more people so much more effectively than you, you ordinarily would. Uh, I mean, you can't really know a whole lot about somebody from a newspaper ad, for example, but uh, through yeah. my YouTube, through my Instagram, uh, everyone and my clients and, and you, you can actually find somebody and actually find out about them and who they are as a person you get to know, like, and trust them before you even speak to them, really, which is uh, hasn't really existed before social media. Yeah, and I mean, it's a free marketing tool that you, anybody could use, but how, how do you get around? I mean, social media isn't just for your area. So how do you market yourself in your area on social media? Is, that, is it more research or how do you do that part? 
Well, I think people forget that social media is social in, in the day. Like, it's so funny because if somebody is antisocial, they're kind of by themselves on their phone. Yeah. But it's supposed to be a social platform. And so I'll actually, I'll find, I'll follow people. I'll DM them. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? That's cool. And actually start conversations with people that are local in the community that maybe could be good referral partners. Maybe they are in a good circle where I could find a lot of homeowners that are in the price ranges that I, I like to work in. So it really, I like to reach out to people and actually talk to them and be social on social media. And mm -hmm. a lot of that has to do with just DMs and like stuff you don't actually see on the, the profile itself. Oh yeah. The profile is more for credibility. So when, you know, Joe Blow has a DM in your inbox, you check it out and be like, oh, this guy's actually legit. Yeah. I, that's one thing. I, just messaging around with people, just get people on this podcast. A lot of people don't check their DMs and there could yeah. be like a gold mine in there. Just people waiting for a different business opportunities in there. And people are missing out on that big time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I, before real estate, I had a marketing agency actually that I co-owned oh, okay. uh, a lot of what I do on now on social media in terms of ads and uh, how I structure my sort of funnel, so to speak for clientele is, is originating there from that. But social media, it's people go to networking events, they pay, they spend a lot of time. I can actually single out the exact clientele I want and just send them a DM. It's as effective as it's shaking their hand at a meeting. Yeah. How do you feel after you go to one of those events and someone adds you right away? Yeah. I mean, there's, I grew up with kind of social media in high school and it was kind of like, if you add someone, as soon as you meet them, it's kind of like a creeper type of deal. Well, how do you feel that, that in the business world? It, I, I go ahead and do it. Uh, if you're not, a, if you meet them and they know you're not a creeper, then it's not creepy. I try to add them right there. Like, like I don't, I don't carry business cards. I actually have a, uh, I'll show you right now. I have a smart business card that uh, I got during COVID because no one wanted to touch anything during COVID. So it's smart. Yeah, literally. So it has my logo on it, QR code, and you can just like scan it, tap it on someone's phone with the NFC tag and it automatically pops up with a web page full of my information that I can customize. So like if I'm going to, let's say I'm going to an event to recruit other agents, I can customize what they get when I, when I swipe my card so that it shows all the yeah. cool things that I do on my team that they might want or a homeowner, all, you know, all the cool things they do to sell homes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I dealt with a company like probably beginning code called Popple that did something like that, but exactly, yeah, yeah. It kind of gave you like a link tree to everything that you do. There's, there's a few companies that do it, but yeah. Um, and my Instagram's on there as well. So I'll add them and be like, Oh, cool. You have your card. Yeah, here we go. It's like, I, I lose these all the time. I'm just going to save your information. Do you have Instagram? Cool. Let me add you. So that way we're actually, we're connected in that conversation. And so it's not weird now if we like each other's photos and DM and whatnot. Yeah. And so the next question is, so on social media, a lot of people that you, you might go to high school with or something you see on social media and they just fog up their personal account with maybe like a you, the pyramid scheme type of stuff. Yeah. How, how do you... EXP. look at that or how do you look at um you do you have a personal account or do you separate business because no, I, I separate oh, okay well my thing is for it's every business is different right so there's entrepreneurs out that are watching your podcast their industry might not really it might not be the norm for them but yeah. real estate it's something where 
you're gonna have to drive around or like follow me around on Saturday afternoons looking at houses. Like we're gonna be around each other a lot. And you wanna have somebody that's like personable that you kind of like relate with, that yeah. gets you and what you want as an agent. And so if you just have a, po have a page where you're just like, new listing, new listing, market report, but it has nothing about you, that page is gonna get like fucking, sorry, 0% uh, engagement, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then your personal page might go off because it's all about you. And that's what people really want to see. Yeah. So I merge them together. I'm like, hey, my my business, my, my brand is my face. My business mm -hmm. is my name. So why not just put them together? I can show that, you know, I'm a personable dude. And also that I know my shit yeah. all in one space. It's it's more efficient than running two accounts. And I think the engagement's better too. Yeah. I think with real estate, it's beneficial to link them both together. Um, like you said, I, I know some real estate agents that don't do that. And on their real estate page, it's just household or the pictures of the house. And it just kind of yeah. feels like it, there's no personality to it. Well, if they, especially if someone DMs you from that page, they try that, that strategy, like they'll click on this person, like this person is lame. Like I don't want to be in a conversation with them. Exactly. I, I automatically yeah. would think it would someone fake. Yeah. No yeah. real like picture. Yeah. 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 So I I want to go back to your Jet Set magazine, which is what I read and how this whole podcast came about. We were talking about it kind of off camera a little bit. Yeah. And when I started the podcast, one of the questions that people wanted to talk about was roadblocks, especially in businesses like ours, like real estate and design. It's pretty much yeah. all commission based. Um, and a roadblock could really destroy you just mentally um, and how you kind of conquered that roadblock and just kind of kept driving to get to you where you are today. So yeah, referring back to that um, article, can you give us a little brief um, explanation of what you kind of been through and your roadblocks that you've had in your career? Oh man, so many. I think first off, like, if you think about the mentality of it, if a road, if you're in, in a certain business and a roadblock destroys you, you shouldn't have been in that business in the first place. Yeah. Cause like how, what defines someone who's actually a good professional from someone who's lame is how they handle the roadblocks. Like yeah. everyone, everyone's great when it's smooth sailing. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you actually have like choppy seas and you got to get there, like that's when, if you're the actual, like, if you're actually skilled and can get there, that's where you shine. Oh, exactly. And that's, that's why I love like, your article because everybody has roadblocks, but no one talks about them publicly, which is kind of a disadvantage to the people that are, that just want someone else to relate to. And we all go through them, but we just all don't talk about them enough to normalize them, to kind of make you guys feel better and help people out. Mm -hmm. Um, well, for me, this is actually prior to real estate, I think, that I went into in the, the Jetstead article. Uh, but out of college, I worked at a, a company called Yelp.com. I was in inside sales. I did very, very well there. And uh, the only reason I quit, and it's a great place to work, but the only reason I quit is because I wanted to do my own thing in fitness. And I've always had a mind for chemistry and nutrition. And so I started my own supplement company where I made pre-workout. I made aminos, had it manufactured in California, shipped out of both tucson and austin around the country and around the world actually wow uh, and it was it was a great formula it was expensive to make but i, I sold it at a premium and uh it blew up I, I had such high hopes for it i was kind of a victim of my own ego where in the first year i hired 70 sales reps 
I had automate, automated systems, a, a center that was holding out, holding and shipping out my stuff for me. It was a rapid rise, but then I also authorized, I took out a bunch of credit, personally guaranteed, authorized producing a bunch of new products. And around that time, the powers that be in the supplement industry yeah. uh, kind of tightened the noose in terms of retail. So I had these retail deals. They would tell them, hey, that's our shelf space. Get them out of here. Okay. And I, who might argue with the, you know, the, uh, the biggest players in the game. Yeah. So in hindsight, I should have partnered with somebody who knew the industry better and maybe had some partners for growth along the way, but the whole thing collapsed in two years. I had to fire all 70 employees, uh, mostly one by one, which sucked. It was one of the, the hardest like things I actually had to do. Yeah. Uh, some of them had families. It was like, it really, it was, uh, it was tough, but, um, I sold the company for parts, basically, to try to get back some of, some of the money that I, I owed. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I, I started a marketing agency, which I just spoke about. Um, it lasted a little bit, but my partner and I wanted to go on different projects, and we just didn't see eye to eye. So we split that up, let him have it, and I did real estate. And so what happens is like confidence after you have these like business ventures, and I'm super public, obviously. I have an Instagram, I'm on social media, and I was the face of my own company twice. And to have that fail was almost like, you know, I felt like the old medieval guys that are in those stocks getting lettuce thrown at them. Like it was just I felt like I had to go like crawl in a hole somewhere and hide. And uh, it, it, you, you roll with it. And the really cool thing about being public and say, hey, I'm doing this now, is that all the people that support, all the customers, first of all, I took care of them and all the old employees, I took care of them so that they are now supporting the new business. and. It's not, not exclusive. Not everyone that, that bought my pre-workout, for example, is in the market for a house in the next few years. But um, if you had a standard of care and a standard of like, you know, of the way you treated your clientele and the way you treated your customers, that can translate over into any other industry. So okay. it actually was a positive that I had those other businesses because I gained, first of all, I, I lost a lot of money, but the amount that I spent I would say it would probably be around what you can get an MBA for at a high level school, like a private mm-hmm. school, um, except I had way more fun. Uh, definitely learned some things that probably MBAs didn't. I got experience that, that you can only get by, you know, fighting in the trenches. Yeah. Yeah. And it just makes you better off. I mean, it's obviously working out for you now. Um, and what do you think it would be like if you just strictly went out of college, and went right to real estate, how would that compare that not even having those roadblocks at all. And you just kind of went into real estate. Where would you be today? You think a lot further along than I am now. So I've only been doing it four years. But uh, do, you think, do you think you'd be handling situations a lot differently now? Because now you have, you have the experience of overcoming stuff um, and all that. That's a good question. I haven't really thought about it. The, for me, I mean, now when I'm hit with something, I'm in my thirties now and the way that I would approach it is going to be different than I would if I was like 23, but, but you know, I think I would approach it the same. I would take some losses, but if I was committed to doing what I'm doing, I would stay in the same industry. I would roll the same way and, uh, and ultimately succeed doing it because the, the other industries I felt like they were very in, um, capital intensive. Yeah. With supplements, I had to make a new batch of pre-workout was minimum 30 grand out of my pocket, but had to get it made and then flip it around and sell it. Dang. 
yeah, 2000 bottles producing minimum plus like labeling and shipping and all that. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when you're dealing with that kind of uncertainty, like you have to risk 30 grand to make your next batch. If you don't have it, then supply chain stops and you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Real estate, all you really need is a phone and, and your wits. I've, I mean, I've, I just sort of launched a listing yesterday that I got from knocking on doors in my neighborhood, just telling them I'm a local real estate agent. Here's a local market report. Let me know if you need anything. They wow. called me. There's other agents they interviewed and they called me because, um, I have a QR code on all my reports. They can get on my YouTube videos and see market reports and whatnot. Okay. Uh, and, and other sort of videos, but also they saw me walking around in the 110 degree heat, knocking on doors. And they're like, I can tell this guy's a hard worker. I'm going to hire him because he's going to work hard for me. Yeah, definitely a better work ethic than the others. Yeah. So I think if it doesn't take much, if you like strike out or you make a bad investment on a flip or, or what have you in real estate, you really can start again with nothing and make it into something. You just have to believe it and just agree that this is a chapter in your story where you're going to have like the, the adversity and the next chapter is going to be your come up. Yeah. So closing out, that's all awesome. I love talking about that and kind of getting that. I've never talked about any roadblocks at all in my podcast. Um, but I, I also want to get your marketing side. What is some information or tips that you'd give to someone, not just in uh, real estate or design, just entrepreneur, just trying to get ready on social media or whatever websites, what advice do you have for them to get started? Best advice to get started on marketing themselves or like generating sales? Marketing themselves first. Yeah. Marketing themselves first. Uh, make it, make it honest to yourself. And I know that's kind of like a broad statement, but what I mean by that is don't outsource it to some, you know, some VA or some other company, like actually put, put thought into your messaging, put thought into every interaction you have with, with somebody, whether it's online or social media or in person, there should be what I like to call congruence between what they're actually going to get, what your services, what you're promising versus what they see. And it should be like your own unique flavor. Yeah. It's funny you bring that, bring that up because I was just talking about this the other day. Some, there's a design firm here in Pittsburgh that has someone running their social media account that you know they know nothing about design and it could t you could see it through their marketing stuff. So that's funny you said that. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay to follow trends and it kind of work off of a structure that you see somewhere else. Like I call it R&D all the time, like rip off and duplicate. Like if you see something that works, okay. I'll see... Um, like for example, a uh, what great agents are doing in New York and Miami and LA on high-end listings. They're really like throwing his, have these lavish events. And then I finally got myself a, a $6 million listing uh, earlier this year in Arizona. Yeah. And no one's doing some of these things here. So I thought I'm, I need to do this. This is, you know, I'm like, to be, I like to be a showman. I like to do, do the cool stuff. Yeah. So we had a, a listing launch party instead of an open house. We had mermaids in the pool. We had a uh, uh, live chef making sushi rolls on site with fire dancers. And it was like a, a spectacle. And what I wanted, I had, had a bunch of influencers come and said, everything here is free, paid for by yours truly in the title company. All you have to do is uh, take, use, uh, take stories, take TikToks, whatever your social media platform is, tag the house. I made an account for the house. Tag the house and put the address in there and mention it's for sale. That's smart. That is so smart. 
So now you're leveraging everyone else's network. So I don't have to tell every friend. Yeah. But That's things like that. So, but, but my, my thing would be like, find out, look at, look to others, just find out what your flavor is going to be and then put your own spin on it and, and then make it your own. Because if you, if you follow a successful pattern, but you make it authentically you, I think that anybody can, can make it that way because mm -hmm. they get, they get both. They get the tried and the true and they also get, you know, people can actually get to know them for them and, and uh, they can set themselves apart. Yeah. And what professions do you think it's not good to mix um, personal and business on social media? I don't know. Maybe medical, maybe doctors. Okay. A lot of that is private. Like you don't need to see. Um, like How about entrepreneur wise, like real estate design, those type of um, businesses? I can't think of any. I mean, the only things, if you're worried about mixing personal and in professional, I think there, there's, there's some kind of disconnect there because first of all, I, the, the most like craziest things in my life, I am not putting on social media. Like I'm not, you know, if I hang out with the boys and we have, you know, a few drinks at dinner turns into 12, I'm not showing like, yeah, it's my 12 shot bitches. Yeah. Like I'm not, <laughs> uh, I'm not posting that even on any social media. Yeah. Um, and so I think if there's any like financial advisors, um, if there's any sort of reason why you would not want your personal life mixed with your professional, then you should split it up. Mm -hmm. For most, if there's a chance that your, your own personal network could buy from you ever, you should mix them. That's, that's just my, my philosophy. Yeah. People in your network could possibly become your customers. Don't separate them from what you do, but like mix it in to where if they're already following you. Like if they're already tagging you from being at whoever's birthday dinner or whatever party, then your next post that everyone gets to see that all your friends can see could be how much you know about the market or another house you're selling or like, Hey guys, um, here's a new listing I'm coming up with. If you know anyone that wants to live in this neighborhood, let me know. Yeah. I don't see the downside of mixing them. Uh, but you gotta be on point because you can't be so cheesy that your friends get turned off. And you also can't be so crazy that people don't view you as a professional. So there's, there's like rules, but uh, I'd say I can, I can hardly think of any situation that you would not want to. Yeah. Yeah. I agree too. And especially in real estate, like, like you said, where you're, they got your QR code and they were able to see your YouTube and stuff. So they saw how you interact, how you talk, how, you talking about like professional topics. So, I mean, it obviously could help. And then when they go up to your LinkedIn, they can see everything. So um, that's all awesome information. Thank you so much, Jordan, for joining me today. I want to end with promoting yourself where people could find you on social media, um, YouTube, LinkedIn, anywhere. Cool. Yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, it's at Jordan Page AZ. That's Jordan, like Michael, Page is like a page out of a book, and AZ is in Arizona. So at Jordan Page AZ, that's most of my social medias. And then it's a Jordan Page Real Estate for YouTube. Perfect. Thank you again so much, Jordan, for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.